Hey everyone, I'm Eileen Chaw and welcome to On Your Mind for another episode. Um, I had to step away from this podcast a little bit because I was being bombarded with schoolwork, college applications, and like life in general. So I was getting pretty overwhelmed and at some point, you know, you always have to put yourself first and take care of yourself, self-care, um, before you push yourself harder. So that's what I did. But anyways, as some of you may know, um, I and Alam Khalifa have been doing a lot with our diversity club and Black Student Union and we were talking about how we needed to talk about allyship activism and advocacy for our clubs and then I remember that I have a podcast that we can use as a platform to talk about those topics so here we are today's guest is Alam Khalifa one of my besties and partner in crime and yeah we wanted to talk about what activism, allyship, and advocacy are and the differences between them. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and let's get right into it. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I love how we're pretending that we didn't just talk on a meeting for hours before this, but <laughs> for real, we've been here for like four hours now. I know because we're doing so much stuff for Black Student Union and Diversity Club, which by the way, disclaimer for all of our listeners today, this podcast episode has is not affiliated with either of our clubs. It's just me and Alam talking and yeah, let's just get right into it. So because Alam and I are presidents of our clubs that are based on ensuring racial equity and celebrating diversity and like social justice in our community and school that's predominantly white in general, um, we run into the question of how we can promote activism, allyship, and advocacy for our white peers and staff, but also honestly everyone regardless of their skin color. So at the same time, we have to recognize that those three concepts or terms are not always interchangeable or are synonymous. So I guess, Alon, we could start off with activism and defining it first. So what is activism or an activist in your own words? Okay, so basically activism is someone who's on the front lines and who's always engaged in whatever um, movement they're pushing forward. And that's forcing change, holding power accountable and those people are literally setting the agenda and leading the charge, whether it's like um, scheduling a protest, making sure people are at the marches or whatever they're doing. These people are typically courageous or relentless and committed people. But um, there's always like those stereotypes about like what type of people are allies, advocates um, and activists. But generally, activists are courageous, relentless people um, who dedicate most of their time to the work that they're pushing forward. Mm -hmm, for sure and they're always active as I say it's definitely more or activism is more action orientated so like their activists are usually taking actions or initiative that are noticeable to support a cause or solve an issue but also I feel like the activists can also be like leaders so they're not they can lead in their own way so maybe not always courageous but most of the time like you said they are so how would how is advocacy different from activism then so advocacy is different and it kind of like relates to allyship just a, but just a little bit um, less because advocates publicly support the work of activists. So that's like donating, amplifying, lobbying, whatever that is. It's just making sure they're driving the message to the broader world. Um, and honestly, like 
advocates are usually insiders or outsiders to the movement or whatever they're pushing forward, um, who usually solicit others to join the cause and raising awareness in whatever way possible. But um, yeah, like at the root of advocacy, it's literally just being a direct service to people. Yeah, for sure. And also, I would say advocates, like they're always listening and learning first um, to join a cause or to support it. And then they speak for what they believe in and like really amplify the message to make it widely known that they support a certain cause or, you know, fight for something. So, yeah, um, I guess we got so we know what activists, activism and advocacy is. So what will we say allyship is then? Um, and allyship so I, like I said, advocates are um, someone basically insiders or outsiders to whatever social agenda they're pushing forward. But an allyship would typically be an outsider who only does only knows what's going on from the outside. So they're the people that are elevating the efforts of advocates and activists. Um, but while pushing forward their movements or whatever, they're willing to educate themselves and share their support where we usually see it at on social media and their social circles. Mm -hmm. Um, But the idea behind allyship is that an ally isn't someone who experiences being a part of whatever community they're pushing forward. Um, So just because you're not a part of that group, it doesn't necessarily have the scope to speak on those experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, for example, when the Supreme Court ruling guaranteed the right for same-sex marriage, a lot of allies and people who sure to help who helped show support drive that ruling to pass yeah so you mentioned social media but since we're in the age of social media would you consider someone who i mean we're getting spicy here but would you consider someone who posts resources or like repost posts on their instagram stories an advocate or an activist or an ally because they're taking actions like they're pushing buttons on their phone to repost stuff to show their support or cause and everyone can see those actions when we're you know swiping right through our Instagram stories so what would you consider someone who does that okay well it would definitely not be an activist just because those people are the ones that are on the front lines but it could you could be an advocate while posting on social media because an advocate is literally publicly showing what you're doing and a lot of the times that is financially but if you can't um, for whatever reason support anything financially then you would post to your social media but it will depend because a lot of people will have like you know highlights of black lives matter or whatever yeah. and then those highlights will be from 33 weeks ago and that's the only and last one that they've ever posted about <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of the times people don't even post it like they post it unknowingly or they do that unknowingly or without ill intent but then again it's like if you're going to push a social movement forward like the black lives matter movement which is st- still ongoing till this day then you need to continue showing your support instead of that one time where it's quote unquote trending yeah but, um i don't know like remember that time when the blackout tuesday was happening mm-hmm. um with the black so- squares on instagram yeah <laughs> So I personally never posted that because it was like, I didn't see the point in that. And I remember waking up that morning. It was like literally black squares on top of, I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. But <laughs> So the, stuff like that is performative allyship. Yeah. But if you want also, to add 
Also, when you're like posting stuff, like at least be aware of what you're posting and especially the sources that you're posting from. I see a lot of our peers posting stuff and I'm like, like Sean King, I don't know if people like realize this, but he's very problematic. So I don't really repost any of his resources. And so when I see people like doing that kind of stuff, I'm like, are you like, are you aware that what you're doing, like, like, are you aware of your intentions? Like, I don't know, maybe you like want to show your support but maybe you do maybe you need to educate yourself more a little bit but anyways yeah the black squares on instagram was a very interesting day because i don't know i just also like when you're and everyone like took this out but when you like hashtag that post black lives matter then that like clogs up the hashtag Mm -hmm. and you don't get to see the resources that are actually valuable instead of just a black square and i remember seeing like people in their um comments would be like oh like blackout Tuesday but it doesn't make a difference because you're like the algorithm already took uh, black lives matter from your post so it's like already blocking the entire hashtag but um like I said a lot of people don't do it out of ill intent but a lot of people do and that's like to increase a person's social capital or whatever it is but um they're like what how would I say like performing their performing instead of demonstrating you know Mm -hmm. Uh, but I remember this tweet where someone was like TBH I'm torn about the blackout so I'm staying vocal on Twitter and have a black square on Instagram so please don't at me it's a confusing time for everyone but um then again if you're gonna like I understand her tweet and everything because like it was confusing for everyone even me I was like what is going on but before you post like we were talking about with Sean King yeah yourselves on what like where did this stem from who started this whole um trend of like a blackout tuesday and then go from there and if you don't know then just don't do anything because a lot of the times like they'll post that like what i was talking about like they post that blackout tuesday square and then it'll they'll continue on with their lives or like whatever they're doing and continue aesthetically pleasing their uh followers um so it'd be like a box check type of thing yeah but um yeah like a lot of it is just you need to know there's like not that thin of a line between performative and regular allyship yeah posting posting one post on your instagram and then going out and like you know partying with your friends and posting about that which that's another thing with covid but we'll go there later um yeah that's not if you think that's like you like proving to everyone literally proving you think that you're proving to everyone that oh look I'm not a racist or you know I'm an ally no <laughs> in fact you're like proving yourself wrong because you're not an ally if you do that kind of stuff too so yes. yeah I would definitely and agree with that. I have anything with not a racist there's a huge difference between not being <laughs> racist yeah. and anti-racist like mm-hmm. you saying I'm not racist does not make a difference like get it together (laughs) also I find it really funny when people are like oh I'm definitely an ally like I have friends who are people of color and so I'm not a racist because I get along with those people well and I'm like dude really (laughs) like you just sound so silly saying that kind of stuff and people don't realize that on TikTok there's always like um these memes or whatever and it's like people like quoting people who are like I have a black friend and they're like well this is their black friend and it's like someone who's completely opposed to whatever is going on in the world yeah I think that's one thing that's important for if you want to be in like an advocate or an ally or an activist like you got to start with the people around you first 
like as Mr. Page once said, control the three feet around you. And like, if you want to be, you can be an activist in your own way by, you know, impacting the people around you and what's going around. Like you can have those conversations with your friends or your family. Like, I understand that they can be difficult, but you can at least call them out and be like, no, that like, that's not, that's not right. If they do say something racist or whatever, and like show your allyship that way. But I don't know, there's just a lot of Speaking of that, when you say you're an ally or an advocate to whatever movement you're pushing forward and you have people around you that are completely opposed to whatever you're pushing forward, are you really an ally? Are you really an advocate? Because if you're not controlling, like Christian Page said, the three feet around you, what are you really doing? Because you can't push out this information to the outer world and not do what, like you can't be friends with someone who literally has different moral standards than you like that's not it it, it doesn't I I find it funny when people are like like oh we should always like try to be peaceful and like try to coexist with one another and like you know understand where everyone is coming from and I'm like okay I can argue or I can like respect your opinion about maybe like a food or something if you don't like a food but if you're gonna be like a straight-up racist like those are (laughs) opinions that I'm not gonna agree with you on and that's when it like I draw the line there like there is I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird I when people are like, be. go ahead. No, go sorry. Ahead. <laughs> no, I was just like, I cannot be friends with someone who is completely opposed to anybody, like anybody's human rights. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Anyways, it's different when it comes to your family, because when it comes to your family, that's not people you can automatically cut off, especially like as a teenager, you're living under their household, you have to live under their rules. But as long as you're actively like breaking down whatever that they're saying, or whatever um, racist ideologies have like stemmed from what they've been saying, then that's different. But um, when it comes to friendships and like people you can automatically cut off, then if you're not willing to like cut off that friendship because of their difference in moral standards, then are you really an ally or advocate to whatever social movement you're pushing forward? Or are you just doing that to show good character? Yeah. And all, allyship, I think it includes like having those conversations. You know, you shouldn't be scared of having those conversations if you're truly an ally and you're devoted to this cause. So I feel like, yeah, with the friendship thing, like you should always like try to, if a friend, like if your friend says something that like goes against what you're like fighting for as an ally, then you should definitely like approach them and be like, hey, like that's not cool. And I'll tell you why, you know? So I feel like and if you're the, not willing to listen, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, it's good. If you're not willing to listen, then that's when you know, like, yeah, that's fine yeah. to cut them off and like move about your life. Yeah. You can live without those people. Yes. <laughs> um, but that also ties into the idea like that what if you're an activist, advocate, or an ally, that's literally you being um that's literally having that a part of your way of life. Like it's not a noun. Like those definitions are not nouns, they're verbs. Mm-hmm. um because you're taking action in whatever way it fits for you yeah so what would you say like okay so we're talking about all of these examples but like if we had to write like one sentence talking about the biggest difference between the three of those what would you like say like the number one biggest difference I wouldn't say a sentence but I would say like a bullet point okay. like one is definitely intention versus impact Mm-hmm. And two, intense individual versus group, because individual versus group ties into advocacy and activism because they're directly working with the group. Mm-hmm. But impact is like 
like I was saying, like, are you doing that for good character? Are you posting whatever you're posting for good character? Are you actually posting it because you're an actual ally? Um, so that would be the biggest difference. Like I said, intention versus impact and individual versus group. Yeah. And like, again, ally is supporting, advocate is amplifying the problems occurring to like, you know, encourage others to join your cause. And then activist is taking intentional action. And we need all three of those kinds of people. Like you can be an ally. Maybe you can be all three. That's yeah. even better. But yeah. Okay. So sorry. No, but go ahead. Like different movements, like the Black Lives Matter movement, same-sex marriage, and then let's say COVID-19. Hmm. Um, you can be an ally to COVID-19 and then you can be an advocate for same-sex marriage and then well, you can be an activist for Black Lives Matter. Yeah, not an ally to COVID-19, but like an oh, ally yeah. to making sure everybody socially distances and wears masks. Not an ally to the virus, but... <laughs> anyways for example if we're gonna talk about COVID-19 then I just oh my god it irks me to like no limit because everyone again when you said like okay we're going backwards but when you said that we were like people were posting their black squares on Instagram but then like if you look at their feed and their profile it's like that one black square around and around that square is like pictures of them hanging out with their friends and like going out to parties and like doing all that stuff in a middle in the middle of a pandemic which I think is really the huge biggest red flag for performative activism and allyship so insensitive because one like the black square like if we're gonna say it actually symbolizes something and you're gonna actually symbolize like the black lives matter movement Mm -hmm. the black lives matter movement is like so like I, I post a lot on my social media, but like I have to stop here and there because before I post, I obviously always look into like what I'm posting and it's so mentally draining that I have to just stop sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like I was saying, if we use that like black square as a symbol, like that symbol has to do with like police brutality, people dying, people losing their rights over like the most simplest things. And then around that, you're gonna have yourself partying, <laughs> hanging out with your friends, like that is so insensitive because not everyone can live that way because of that black square you're posting. Yeah, especially if that black square is the only thing you're posting. Exactly. You know? exactly. We're, not, we're not saying like you can't post anything if you post that black square. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that if that's the only thing that you consider, um, well, if that's the only action you think can show your allyship, you know, and then you continue to be, you know, pretty ignorant and like tone deaf, and don't read the room then that's when it's a problem it's funny because like now it's like it goes hand in hand with like the pandemic Mm -hmm. because you cannot be like for me I the only thing like since this whole entire pandemic started like the biggest thing that I've been to is like my cousin's wedding but like till this day I look you have regrets because it's like why did I go you know like obviously like I'm going to um like wish good on my cousin or whatever but um, in a successful and happy marriage but then again it's like I can always do that later on but like I can't always save lives especially in the middle of a pandemic because mm-hmm. a lot of people are just like so ignorant because like just because it hasn't happened to you does not mean it won't like you can't be affect or you can't affect others by it yeah and also <laughs> like I feel like with this whole cancel culture thing that we have going on 
I mean, like, excuse my language, but it's so actually I won't say it. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid. Because like <laughs> okay, literally like when someone like <laughs> posts something that's tone deaf, even though they like claim that they're an ally to Black Lives Matter or like something else. Like, and then they get upset because people start coming after them and be like, you guys are just trying to cancel me. Like, I, whatever, come up with some dumb excuse. Famous. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is performative allyship. Like, you're not an ally if you do that kind of stuff. Exactly. And an ally, like we were saying, is someone who's willing to educate themselves. Yeah. Because there's been, like, so many times where I've been, like, ignorant to someone else's, like, background or whatever it is. And then they'll call me out for it. But, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, don't call me out for it. Yeah. it's not business I'm gonna sit here and listen to what they have to say so that I can move forward and be a better person when it comes to whatever I was doing mm-hmm. but <laughs> clearly a lot of people are missing that stuff so basically I was looking through a couple of articles because just to like find more things on how you can be um an everyday like advocate ally or advocate or activist mm-hmm. um and basically like the five things are like you your team your social circle your business partners and your audience like you as an individual it's like who are you as a person what is your family like your experience what has you been your history with race racism and this is tying into like social justice um but like what is your history with engaging people unlike yourself like do you have those and i'm not saying like you and your black friend i'm talking about like people of every other culture like do you have a diverse cultural friend group and sometimes it's not possible because of the environment you grew in or whatever but like with social media being a thing now like you can find those people mm-hmm. but um yeah like what has been like your earliest experience with others and what were you taught about them because a lot of it has to do with what you were taught by your family like we weren't we didn't grow up and just learn all these things from things from the outside world we had all these like um role models and examples in front of us at home but the second would be your team so that's like your business and organization and like a lot of a lot of you might relate to that a lot of you might not but like i know since the pandemic and stuff a lot of us have started businesses yeah but um when you start a business you need to look at the people you work with or who you work for, you know, like some people you're working for are using that funding to uplift other um, not so good things. (laughs) (laughs) But um, you also need to like make sure you're looking into a diverse pool because honestly, if you're going to start a business and you're only going to work towards like one group of people, like it, it's different. Like, let's say you're doing a clothing line. If you're only going to work towards like one specific like race of people then you're not going to be as successful as it could be but in order for you to like promote your brand to a whole bunch of people you need to also educate yourself like what are these people who are these people not what (laughs) but like who are these people (laughs) yeah but um (laughs) there's also like like I was talking about earlier your social circle like I said, if you're not willing to cut off those people or at least talk to those people about your moral standards, then you're not <laughs> really what you say you're about. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's also like when, okay, so a lot of friend groups do this. I don't really do that, but a lot of friend groups like send memes and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's like unhidden like racism or oh. hidden racism. Yeah. 
and things like that so you need to like be aware like who's sending you these links jokes and how are they shaping your like worldview or whatever but um like expand beyond your bubble basically yeah um sorry go ahead go ahead go ahead no I was just gonna say like when you were talking about family and like who are you as a person what has been your experiences I think it's also really important to I, I hear this a lot from other people it's like oh, my family, like, I have very liberal parents, like, um, we are not a racist family, you know, like, I grew up in a not racist family, and I'm like, and so that makes me an ally, or an advocate, or whatever, for social justice, and I was like, you don't, you're not born as an ally, or an advocate, or an activist, you become one, by taking actions to become one, so I feel like, that's just another excuse that you use to show or hide something that you don't want other people to see and get canceled. In mm-hmm. quotation marks another for. example of that is like Washington being a progressive state. Yeah. Like, like just because you live in Washington does not mean you're an anti-racist. Like it's not possible because literally like I used to think that too because I wasn't exposed to much out of my like outside circle because I've grown up like in a cultural um diverse area but then when I moved like down here mm-hmm. it was like a huge culture shock you know and like I was like oh dang we're not that um we're not that progressive after all yeah but um back to what I was saying there's like uh I was talking about businesses earlier but your team like your business and organization but um this is like your business partner so like who are you working with um and is it really like a lot of the times like people will find business partners and like these two people will make money together <laughs> but is it really worth it if you're like making money that harms other people yeah especially if like your business partner isn't like up to date with whatever's going on or like they're not on the same like so or um what's the word Dang, I forgot. moral standard as you are mm-hmm. is it really too worth it to make harmful money you can't call yourself an ally yeah exactly um and like when you build a business or like you have a business partner like I feel like at the end of the day you should always have a purpose you know like and that purpose should always be good and a lot (laughs) of the times like I see a lot of businesses now like I've been listening to this one podcast and there's like he's always showcasing or showcasing um a whole bunch of like people who started businesses and they always have like this cool purpose and it's always to like uplift like the black community or like whatever it is um but like that's literally like you're actively being an advocate because you're actively pushing forward that change for social change but yeah yeah and then sorry last one (laughs) there's also like your audience um because that ties into like social media but like I don't know do we have a lot of famous people at our school no (laughs) Do yeah. I don't think we do. I don't, I don't know. Has talk famous over <laughs> the pandemic? I mean, people but, act like they're famous, but literally, the tea is but, hot. <laughs> but like a lot of people, they like a lot of people have like a lot of followers too on Instagram or Twitter. Um, but I mean, you should if you're having like that big of a platform, you should always make sure like you're sharing your beliefs and stuff with them because if you're having a big big platform as you do then you're being vulnerable and if you're going to be vulnerable at least be vulnerable in that case also I think it's really um it's the whole phrase like read the room when you're the only one who's like posting about like your car 
which that's another thing or like I don't know your cool like Chelan pics like Lake Sh- going to Lake Chelan and posting with your friends while there's like a social justice movement happening like the biggest one and I just don't know like it kind of annoys me when stuff like that happens I have people that have not posted a single thing and I'm like what are you doing and like I'm not quick to judge you know but Mm -hmm. like sometimes I sit back and I'm like what are you doing like at least one post won't hurt you know yeah but also like we can't I mean okay but that's the thing like also with advocates and allies like maybe it's not just like posting on their instagram or stories like they could also be donating or signing petitions in the background so exactly have to recognize that too but (laughs) no let me go back to what i was saying so that's true like i was gonna say i just said not one post won't hurt but actually i take that back because don't post if you actually don't mean it yeah yeah (laughs) like honestly I'm not like like I said I'm not quick to judge so like if you're doing something behind the scenes then that's good like and you're not showcasing that props to you like good for you but um yeah that's let me let me reiterate that real quick (laughs) yeah for sure that goes with our whole black square exactly um but at the end of the day it's literally like how do you want to show up Mm -hmm. um and when you do show up make sure you're educating yourself like when you post sean king like i'm not gonna lie like i've posted a couple times like with sean king's posts but like they're always like something that relates to whatever's going on yeah but most of the time like actually i'm not even gonna get into that because that's like another episode but um (laughs) part two (laughs) yeah fact check sean king (laughs) yeah for real i don't i don't even go near his instagram I can find there's plenty of other resources out there besides Sean King. <laughs> and this oh is directly for to... Mount Sai High School students who repost Sean King's posts on Instagram. This is for you. <laughs> Do oh some research. God. Just Google is free. <laughs> oh my and if I, I was gonna mention this earlier, but a lot of the times I'll see someone posting like a specific infographic on their story. And then later on I'll see that same infographic crossed out on someone's story and I'm like and someone's saying like oh this is all wrong information I don't know if you've seen that before I have but like I've seen like a whole bunch of posts and it's not like it hasn't been with the uh, Black Lives Matter movement it's been like with other movements but I've seen it like like being crossed out and like someone fact-checking the entire thing and so clearly you did not read that entire post before you posted it yeah Um, but yeah yeah, also, I think that one of the reasons why that happens is because, like, you see, like, a lot of people posting the same post. You're like, oh, shoot, I got to post this, too, for my feed and show that I'm also an ally, which, no. That's the worst thing you can do. Exactly. But honestly, at the end of the day, it's like, you need to be an active listener and hear other perspectives because you don't know the entire world. and. A lot of people don't, but like everyone knows a different aspect of the world. And as long as you're like willing to listen and educate yourself, then I mean, you're good for it. Yeah. I also think it's really important to remember that when you like do something to, you know, show your support for a cause or fight for an issue that you're passionate about, you should really remember like 
like what how is my action like what is the action that I'm going to take influence others so that they also see the reason behind my action I think that's like the most important thing that you can think of before you take any actions in general and that can show like if you're an activist an ally or an advocate yeah and one quick thing another thing um a lot of the times like I'm always quick to say like educate yourself and stuff but also when you're educating yourself it's not about like the present and past history it's also educating yourself about yourself mm-hmm. like what biases have you inherited like because like I said we grew up in places where we had examples of not so good things mm-hmm. um and like when you're educating yourself on your own biases like you need to recognize your own missteps and then move forward like you're not always like a lot of the times, like even for myself, like there's always biases that I have uh, unknowingly. Mm-hmm. And then like, when it comes about like to like it shows itself. Yeah. I'm going to have to like step back and I'm like, oh, shoot. Um, like, let me educate myself on like why what I did was wrong, you know? Yeah, I but- totally relate with that. I de- like literally no one is perfect. Like you see like you and me, like the presidents of the Diversity Club and Black Student Union. And I'm like, we're okay, just because we're the presidents of that does not mean that we're perfect, you know? You know, we still have to, I, I still have bias or not still. Well, actually, who knows? Maybe I will. Maybe it hasn't shown itself to me yet and I need to take steps. There's always room for improvement and growth that and that and we don't know everything yeah like I so many people will come to me yeah and will be like okay so tell me about this this and that and I'm like sir or ma'am I need to do I need to do my research before I even respond to you because like at the end of the day like if I'm gonna if I'm like when we do our meetings and stuff like we sit here and we educate ourselves before we even prepare these meetings like and that's the one cool thing about like being the presidents of these clubs is like we go ahead no, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> we are learning things too, like as we go about um, educating others, but we don't know everything. Like we literally don't. And I'm like, I'm so tired of people thinking that I have the answers to all your questions. And I'm like, it's always like a, I remember Christian Page. <laughs> it's always a Google search it way. Yeah. Like you can literally search that up and find the answer for yourself because I don't have it. Mm-hmm. yeah but. relying on I guess we, we are advocates you know and yeah. activists we've t- taken or we've taken steps to create these clubs and have meetings but I don't know it's it can activists get irritating in our in our school like in our school community yeah, yeah, yeah exactly because we're pushing the change forward like we're making sure that there's racial equity in all aspects of our school yeah for sure and um, so basically at the end of the day, or like I've said a hundred times, um, <laughs> when you have a platform, you just need to make sure that you can model the behavior. Um, and like, if you ask yourself these questions, like, how do you want to remember your part? How do you want to remember your part in this revolution? And like, what do you want to tell your, cause if you want like your anti-racist, like, um, journey to be ongoing and continuous, then you need to think like, what do I want to tell my kids or grandkids or your nieces and nephews what you did in the future? Do you want to let them know that you had no part in this and that you just sat in your privilege and the comfortableness of your own home? Or do you want to say that you actually pushed for change? Um, but because I know for a fact you're not going to want to say you posted a black square. And then <laughs> <go back. laughs> but that's all I did. <laughs> yeah. 
and then lastly i just wanted to say like when we talk about these social justice movements like till this day like it's it's just like something that everyone says um we're always saying like change takes time and that's why it's taking forever to move forward but i was listening to another podcast and um i don't know if you guys know her but nikita oliver was saying change like she's always heard change takes time change takes time change takes time but (laughs) um but at the end of the day it's like when you say change takes time that's literally a decision you just made because if you're really so passionate about pushing forth change then it's not going to take a lot of time that's true and also I mean yeah you can finish what you're going to say oh no that's it oh okay (laughs) Um, yeah, definitely with the change takes time. We hear that every single day and I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, never say do, do we want to keep, do we want that as our goal? It's, it's almost like we're like, that's an excuse that we can use. Be like, oh, like nothing's really happening because, you know, change takes time. So like, no, we can do more than that. Maybe then you're not being an advocate or advocating enough. I used to end my emails that way. Like, and I know change takes time, but no, maybe <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not anymore. I'm guilty of doing that too. See, another way that we can keep learning, right? (laughs) So I guess for my listeners, before we end this episode, by the way, thanks a lot for coming on to the podcast. You're probably going to be on my podcast again. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We'll have a lot more to say. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Um, But I guess for my listeners, before we end, I just wanted, or Alam and I just wanted you guys to ask yourself if there, we've talked about social media a lot and like, you know, posting and stuff like that. If there were no social platforms to showcase your efforts, how would you engage right now to show your support, you know, as an advocate or an ally or an activist? And I think that's something that everyone can ask themselves and um, help, you know, set up a period of self-reflection for you both or for you all. Period. Period. Okay, well, I hope you guys learned something from this podcast episode today. Um, But then again, at the same time, if you want to learn more about advocacy, allyship, and activism, um, Google is free. And yeah, um, most of my listeners, I'm assuming, are Mount Size students. So just know that we have, Alam and I have a lot planned for the coming months. Um, especially since it is Black History Month next month. Um, Like, honestly, Alam and I meet, like, every Sunday for eight hours straight, um, just talking about everything that we have to do because we have a lot to do. So, thanks for being patient with my podcast. Hopefully, I'll get more time to upload more episodes. But, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening, and I will see you next time.